Welcome, folks, to episode 133 of the Morgan Official Corpse Feed Podcast. And I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. And with me always is Mr. Nick Valdez. Tex, what's up, man? How you doing? Oh, man. Howdy, everybody. Howdy, Arturo. We are busy this week, right? Like this, this is probably, this is probably the busiest week we'll have for the rest of the year, mainly because of everything that's going down. So jumping into coming attractions this week, before we even get into Brazil Comic Con that happened and like apparently which that's is like a, which is like out of nowhere by the way right like yes. this brazil comic con come on i've never yeah, heard of that thing yeah and it's huge now apparently we're getting new stuff from it but uh before we get into that we we do have to close the book on one chapter right so so mike flanagan uh he he and partner trevor basie are officially leaving netflix after their next project which is like this edgar Allan poe thing that they're doing um house of usher i believe it is <laughs> confessions part two sure. whatever it is right so i would have uh, hoped it would have you know ended before <laughs> that happened <laughs> yes yeah so speaking of that right uh the big news from that is that they are moving to amazon with like a new exclusive deal to work on new projects and yeah. all that stuff but what i'm interested in arturo and what we are interested in uh, to talking about today is that midnight club was canceled baby so oh, thank you thank you thank you <laughs> so thank you go please go listen to our review of midnight club uh you know arturo and i have said plenty about it but arturo how are you feeling about this like this is i that am was feeling I am feeling very good about this text. Very okay. good. I, I tell you what. <laughs> I, I tell you what, brother. I'm feeling. I'm feeling great about this one, brother. Right. But, um, no, this is great because um, you can tell it. It wasn't his best work. We definitely, um, you know, it was the bottom of his uh, of his catalog. Um, yeah. If you wanted to rank things out, um, I'm I'm kind of glad this happened. Um, it honestly, dude, like. Go back and listen to, you know, our whole talk and review of Midnight Club and our feelings about that because it pretty much sums up this little conversation real quick, right? Yeah. Um, It just means that uh, Mike Flanagan um, needs, you know, something fresh now, you know, it like and it and it it seems that he feels the same way, right? But my my thing is now he has to finish that Edgar Allan Poe thing. Like he's been doing this whole gothic horror um adaptation thing ever since he ever since he's signed with Netflix, right? He didn't he hasn't put out one original thing for Netflix since well midnight everything's been Outside of Midnight Mass, that was outside of Midnight Mass, right? And like, and and it sucks too because he's also already talking. Like, there are also already reports of him wanting to do Dark Tower. So, so like, yeah, another Stephen King thing, and it's like, yeah, like you got to give me a break, dude. Yes, dude. And we talked about this in our Flanagan review of Midnight Club, and we in Midnight Mass even more so. Please go all the way back in the archive. But like, we, you know, you and I both 
came to the agreement of like, well, every like Flanagan has earned his one bunk one, right? But like at the same time, Midnight Club, as weak or in strong in some ways as it was, that's still eight hours of bunkness, and that's like a huge yeah. L, you know. So it's yeah, like. like- we can take a 90 minute, you know, like, you know, yes. dud, you know, Yes. but yes. when you have a whole show, a whole eight hour episodic thing, they took every single minute of that. Like, what is it? Like 54 minutes they had. Yeah. Like, it was just all show too, dude. And, yeah, and, and to not even like, much. to not even have, like, we talked about this in a review too, to like, not even have a conclusive story that will never be finished now. It's just like, damn, like these are L's on top of L's. So hopefully. Yeah. I, I hope 100%. Yes. You know what? I'm glad that one's over. Um, I hope this house of usher thing pans out for him on Netflix um, because it, that is the final one. Um, when it comes to Amazon, it seems like they are giving their, um, their developers and their creators a bit more, um, you I, know, artistic yeah. reign or a bigger budget or something, but, but everyone's going to Amazon these days, right? But then again, too, it's also not guaranteed on Amazon. Like Netflix will oh, definitely, they yeah. Netflix will at least like, yeah, Netflix does cancel all their shows, a lot of them after season one, but a lot of times they do give stuff a second season at least, unless it just doesn't perform, which is like Midnight Club. So, but Amazon. Amazon has been a lot stricter with that. If you do not hit you know what, very though? specific, me- you know, it's just that's it. That's fine. That's fine. I'll take yeah. that. If that means a boost in quality, you know, behind like the whole project itself, I'll that's, definitely take that one. That's very true, right? Because it's like, yeah. what is he going to do yeah. for Amazon that he didn't do for Netflix? And you know, he's. That's I feel like he still has. He still has some clout to make us at least watch this first whatever new project he's going to do. But if it is like Dark Tower or if it is a Stephen King story for Amazon, I'm already I can already tell you right now here now, folks, I am tuned out. I (laughs) I will I will skip whatever the next thing. Yeah, right. Like I heard the bell. Man, like, I, yeah, um, unfortunately, unfortunately, um, I, I have to also agree with text. I'm a big Mike Flanagan guy. And uh, but, you know, lately, especially with the shows, like, listen, yes. I'll sit through the movies. I will sit through the movies. But the shows, man, the shows, is, you know, it hits different, especially when you're trying to watch the content and trying to like. You know, watch it and talk about it with you guys over here. You know, yes. um, it gets it gets a little difficult because it's like, man, this is really hard to get through, um, especially Midnight Club. Uh, yeah. Like Tex mentioned it um, in our impressions um, of that show that uh, um, it's not as something it's, you can just sit down and just binge, you know, nope. absolutely not a binge at all. Just take your time with that thing. And that's a. Uh, you know, and that's a problem, especially when it comes to shows, because all the all the shows we have spoken about on Netflix, um, all of us are dead, Black Summer, um, etc. Like these shows, we want to keep watching. You yeah. know, we want to actually fly through these things and see what happens next. And this one was like, man, I don't even want to see what happens after episode one. <laughs> yes, see, and a good example is what we're talking about today in our feature presentation. But like, so with with Netflix uh, and Mike Flanagan, like Bly Manor, you and I both love Bly Manor. 
but it was mm-hmm. more so yeah, the structure good. of it. It was, you know, it was more so like the book structure. But like, I can also see why someone didn't stick with it, right? Hill House. Hill House was like the first mm-hmm. one. So Hill House got everybody's attention. It was like, oh, cool. You know, Gerald's Game. Gerald's Game ruled because it was a yes, movie. It was awesome. And like, yes. and it sucks. And Midnight Mass was his big original. So at least like, Looking back on the on his slate with Netflix as a whole, right? It's like at least we got Midnight Mass, right? So it's like Yeah, we got look, Mass and we got Gerald's game. So Yes. Looking back um, on all of it, right? Think, it's like yeah. okay. At least we got Yeah, absolutely like yeah. bangers. Yeah. I think those were his best uh um pieces, um, especially Gerald's game in terms of adaptation. But as 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 you said, Tex, it's a movie. Right. Yeah. We we could easily watch the movie Dude, just fine. But then Doctor Sleep, you have right? Hill House and you have yeah, dude. Doctor exactly. Sleep. We watch. Mm. You and I both watch not only the original one, but the three-hour director's the, the, cut. The freaking director's cut. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Yes. You know. And like, sure. I, why not? You know. Will, I'll take that in. Flanagan. I'll tell you this straight out. If you're listening out there, Flanagan, please. You know. Thank you. But like, I will watch a three-hour movie that you make. It, I will do it. You know. But I don't know. It's if it's a show. Yeah, because I'm, honestly, I'm to text, be like, like, yeah. <laughs> just to wrap up the Flanagan thing, right? Like, it's not like asides, um, a midnight mass aside, right? It, um, Blind Manor and a Hill House, they aren't really bangers on top of that either. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, very, they're very. not being like, yo, you know what, though? Um, he gave us, uh, you know, a midnight club was a waste, and it was it was whack. But then at least he gave us blind, you know, uh, you're a, right, a, a blind matter in Hill House. So I'm like, yes, you can say that if you love the slow, boring gothic you're, horror. You're so right. You know what I mean, you're um, so right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a fan of blind matter, but as the text mentioned, like it was just the how the story was structured and the performances really were what anchored us to the show. Um, Hill House, um, on the other end, I thought it was good. I wouldn't watch it again. Um, and yep, it yep. was kind of boring, honestly. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's, so yes, that's very true. I, I've yeah. said it before. He, you know, he, he's on thin ice, man, he's, with all his stuff on Netflix. Ooh. Like, even even Midnight Mass, it's like, it was awesome. Um, but then you have those other two shows just, you know, making the bread right in this you know yes. r- for the sandwich and while you know, mass is right in the middle it's like okay you have that but then you give us midnight club as this dessert and it's like blah yeah you know, it's like, like you ended the meal weirdly. it's like you what know? happened like you just made this burger taste like garbage it's like <laughs> it's like when you're scheduling out a menu right if you if you mess up right there at the end that's all you're going to be thinking about right it's like yeah we got such a bad dessert Dessert is all we're yeah. thinking about when thinking about the whole thing, right? So it's like, well, yeah. good luck on Amazon. Crossing my fingers for that, right? So uh, moving on, uh, we got we got Brazil moving Comic-Con. On indeed. Yeah, we got Brazil Comic-Con stuff to get through. So we'll kind of – we'll play fast and loose is what we're talking about here for how much we want to talk about things. Uh, fast but, and loose, man. Yeah, so, Speaking of, of fast and loose or the, uh, or the opposite of, of fast yeah, and loose. Yeah, I was going to say, I was be, like, this is uh, – <laughs> The very not young um, Indiana Jones yeah, and the you, Dial of Destiny. Yes, Harrison Ford's what, like eighty years old now, ninety, and they He's are old. They are not only throwing him in an action movie somehow, right? But they are CGing his face to like make him look younger, which looks oh, no, good, is that what right? Doing yeah, you, oh yeah. So they de I didn't him. even notice to be honest with you. Then. No, that's <laughs> see, that's the thing, right? Disney, Disney has been has been doing this CG face stuff for so long 
that now yep. it's like it's at the point where it's looking so good that they could keep doing it and it's yeah they, like it's, to the point text uh, to um um just make your point actually they are are making that singular technology pretty much they've gone to a certain point that they are the only ones that actually have this developed perfectly. Yes, yes. So yeah. speaking of that, exactly that, Arturo. Uh, so we've seen it in Star Wars. We've seen what they've done with Mark Hamill space. They, uh, you know, uh, Darth Vader, uh, what's his name? Uh, see, um, uh, I will, <laughs> James Earl Anakin. Jones. What's no, Anakin's no. name? No, James Earl Jones, right? So he... He, you know, oh, yeah. he sold his voice. He sold his voice likeness so they could keep doing the AI voice and the Darth Vader voice forever. So <laughs> it's stuff like that that we kind of have yeah, to get used to. You were to. talking about what the fuck is his face? Oh, um, Anakin uh, Skywalker. Uh, 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 yeah, no, no. What is it? I totally forgot. I, yeah, total blank. Was- yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was I was throwing out all sorts of three three word names like Haley Joe Osment, Edward James Olmos. Like I was just <laughs> I was going through all those things just to get to James Earl Jones. But no. But the the point I'm trying to make here is that they are getting us used to the idea of like a full CG protagonist, and you know eventually they have said on record that they don't want to replace Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones for some weird reason right so like if this part five is the start to like a new thing we could have a fully cg indiana jones in like at part six or whatever but see wild that's the that's the only reason i care though arturo because i gotta be 100 percent honest this is the the full confession i don't think i've ever made to you personally either i've never seen a single one of these movies I only know <laughs> I only know about them through osmosis. Like I only know about the Kalima, <laughs> the the jokes about the the faces. Uh, yeah, the Temple of Doom, yeah, yes. part two. Yeah, like I was gonna say, uh, my favorites are just the first two, which is the <laughs> um the Raiders of the Lost Ark, all right, mm-hmm. and uh, and the Temple of Doom, part three with Sean Connery, which is I think the Last Crusade. I don't I don't remember that one at all. If I even watched the whole thing at all um i didn't watch the, the one with uh shia labeouf right which was uh what's crystal it called skull, the, uh, the crystal skull right yes. yeah something like that and this one i'm like I, i'm honestly not interested Me neither. um i will watch it um that way we can just discuss it here for you guys um but again um i loved seeing the indiana jones stuff at disney world that was cool <laughs> so right um but that's that's it but that's like that's this point in time and this very old nostalgic movie you know yeah like, and that's why it doesn't really you, it doesn't hit that same note today man yeah that's why you have like old ass harrison ford in there who clearly like i don't know if he wants to be an actor anymore he's forcing himself to do stuff but like indiana jones seems to be like the one thing he has actual interest in still so like uh, that's kind of why i'm interested in like i haven't seen any of these movies but i'll go see part five <laughs> for for all this stuff right so but uh, yeah yeah and uh, speaking of not seeing any of the video games or movies <laughs> right so, uh, the last of us yes. on, on hbo Yes. Um, so, Tex, is this an HBO Max vehicle only, or is this like on the actual HBO like I, I think channel it's, itself? I think it's a full HBO thing. 
but you know HBO yeah. Max is the thing pushing all the trailers. You know what I mean? But gotcha. even that's yeah. changing too because apparently the reported name for like the new Discovery HBO merge thing is just going to be called Max. So like we'll we'll see where that goes. Uh, but Last of Us, Listen, as long as they don't raise my price, I'm good, man. I know. My you God. know, I'll take all the Discovery shows. Why? Like I'll I take don't chopped. want the Discovery stuff. You know what I mean? Like it, <laughs> yeah. uh, like. Like, I don't want to see that. I don't want to pay for that. If you include it with my current bill, I will be absolutely happy about that. Yeah, But, exactly. like, uh, don't don't raise my bill. Give me the option to stick with what I have. Anyways, um, The Last of Us, um, Pedro Pascal, right? Yes. He has the lead on this one. Um, I know zero about this video game. I've said it before here on the show. Um, Tex is the big video game buff here on the show. Um, so, Tex... Um, the trailer in comparison to the game and what you know of the game. So how does that compare? It's looking good. Like the thing with the game though, is like the game already looked good and it was already like playing out like a movie, mm. you know, like you, you could yeah. probably watch like the six hours of cutscenes or whatever, but just watch the show. It's looking very faithful. You know, um, the monsters are looking cool. The clickers, like that's all looking good. You know, um, I, I, I can't wait to see it. Mostly because there are some things in Last of Us that like hit really hard in the game, but I'm curious to see how it hits in the TV show. Like the intro to Pedro Pascal's character in the game is a huge thing in the beginning, and like something really big mm. happens to him that like sets him out on this like apocalypse journey and stuff like that. And you're like, damn. And okay. if they if they hit that in the show, it's gonna be it's gonna be a big one. Like that's the thing, right? Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna have to go look for that and spoil that for myself. <laughs> no, um, dude, it, 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 no, it sounds you, super interesting. No, you gotta you gotta watch it. Like <laughs> you, you gotta just watch the show at this point. It's coming. I mean, yeah, it's coming out in like a month, right? Yeah, so, yeah, it's coming out in January. We're gonna be talking about it here. First impressions, full review when it's done, because it is horror based, and you know it's big HBO productions. So we are gonna talk about that. Uh, yeah, that so, monster at the end looked pretty cool. So I'm in it for that yeah. yeah like that's that's also the exciting prospect of it like zombies are all played out by now but like hopefully we'll we'll see what this show does right so uh yeah, moving on absolutely. from that i do have to uh, of course i have to give this spiel out for before i'll always talk about paramount stuff you know i do work for paramount these i love opinion- paramount yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these these opinions are of my own they do not represent the company and saying that transformers rise of the beast this shit looks great, dude. I am yeah, super um, pumped. Yes, I um, I I think I saw the trailer in theaters, um, but I really want to see it in an IMAX. God, I want to see um, it. I want to uh, see it in theaters, dude. This uh, that, that was trailer. it in theaters. Oh, oh, no, did, did I see it with Violet Knight? I'm not sure if I saw it Violet Knight. You might have just saw but, it on um, like a TV, and like you were like, "Yeah, this this looks like, dude." Maybe. I'm, I don't know, dude. Maybe. Like, listen, listen. Like, I don't know what the hell is going on in that movie, but it looks awesome. <laughs> like, you have you have Optimus Prime along with, like, Optimus Primal. Yes. Right? Yes. Pretty much in the same, like, you know, time frame and universe. Like, what's going on here? Because my knowledge of um, of, of of the Beast bots, right, pretty much are from uh, – Beast Wars, right? The yes, Transformers uh, a TV show um, based on the actual toys that the Transformers are based out of, you know, dinosaurs and prehistoric kind of animals and stuff like that. So, and, and 
And I was a huge fan of that. Used to watch it every morning, eating breakfast before school, watching a little bit of Beast Wars at like 6.30 in the morning, right? Same so here, dude. Yeah. Um, this looks awesome. But like I said, I have no clue what's going on. Um, um, I don't know who's the bad guys in this stuff. There's, I but mean, it looks it's great. It's probably going to be Megatron um, again. Like, you know, and that's dude, fine. Because it looks a, awesome. a dinosaur Megatron is going to be dope on, like, my my thing is, like, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you, Arturo. Apparently, this is following up the Bumblebee timeline, you know, like the, Ooh, the one. Yeah, okay. So we'll see what happens there. This is set in the 90s after that one, you know, because Beast Wars, right? So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So not only that, you know, that's why we get the Bumblebee, like the design, the way we get it in here. That's why we have like this Optimus. But, um, that. but yeah, what I'm like, what all this leads to is like, I don't know what's happening, but that cool little war scene at the end, like of the trailer. Yeah. Was, where there's all like, I needed, you know, right? like <laughs> the beast along with the actual transformers yes. like, working together. I don't know what's going and on. It was but basically the cartoon. It's going to look awesome on a screen. Yeah. It was basically the cartoon, right. right? Like the cartoon you and I watched as kids. Now it's like the CGs evolved to such a point that we're getting to see the kind of thing we imagined we looked at, you know, but if you try watching Beast yeah, Wars totally. now, like, right? Dude, like, yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> like I said, I have no clue what's going on. I am glad that it does follow the same timeline as Bumblebee, being that that movie was pretty successful and it yeah. was a, a really solid flick um, and a good a representation of the Transformers universe after the whole Michael Bay thing. Right. Good um, way to reboot and, it, right? Yeah, so... Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Um, so I am excited about this one. It looks awesome. I can't wait to see it on a really big IMAX screen because it's going to look dope. Uh, um, and yeah. speaking of looking dope, Tex, uh, um, yes. next up on uh, Uncoming Attractions, it's the uh, Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, we got um, a teaser trailer um, earlier um, last month at some point, and we mm-hmm. discussed it a little bit. But now we got the full-blown thing. Um, and and it, it just confirms the fact that it just looks absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Um, it, I I can't even fathom watching this stuff on the big screen because it just looks so smooth. It's like it's like you know when you guys have the PS fives. Yeah. And the really expensive Xbox processors and your and your expensive CPUs and like like they look like really good cutscenes. Well, imagine that, but it just looks better. You know. Yes. Um, yeah. I can't wait to really watch this on the big screen. That being said, yeah, um, I do have a big gripe <laughs> with the actual um, uh, with the movie itself, and it is with the protagonist itself. Uh, with with Mario um, uh, being voiced by Chris Pratt, I I can't I don't like it. I kind of really don't like it. Uh, uh, yeah, it doesn't really suit the character. Do it. And then he yes. does this, and then he does the let's go thing, and I'm like, what? You know, he did that earlier on the trailer, and I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they heard us during the teaser, right? And then they told him, hey, you got to come in here and record some lines, right? And re-record yeah, all this he, shit. Yeah, because right? so he even did the he went he, in there. Yes, he did the wahoo at the end of the trailer too, and it's like, oh, is this? Yeah, it, yeah, right. Yeah. It's, it's so like, I'm damn. concerned. Tex. I'm, I'm concerned. I'm concerned only because it throws it off it really does um the princess sounds great yeah anya, sounds great. anya taylor Luigi joy sounds great anya taylor joy once oh, again right. oh yeah I, she sounds great yeah of a, course. a literal queen uh, voicing uh, a princess right so yeah, it's absolutely like, yeah. <laughs> yeah toad sounds great toad is um uh what's uh, his face Ke- um keegan michael key 
uh, and yes. Luigi is Charlie Day. So that's why, like, yes. so it, everything else clicks, right? Everything yes. else and, clicks. And Bowser is freaking Jack Black of all yes. things, which I still can't believe watching the full trailer. So I can't, I can't believe that's Jack Black. So I can't wait to see behind the scenes of him uh, um, in the studio, just you know, recording yeah, that stuff. I get like, and that's what makes Chris Pratt so annoying, right? Ultimately, just like yeah. this is an annoying choice for this movie because it's like you, you I'm have you said it. You, People are like, oh, our church is hating. No, like <laughs> straight up, like we, like you and I both agree, love everything else, literally everything else about this. I can't wait to see the Mario Kart stuff. I can't wait to see. It looks like this movie Mario is like training to be Mario that we know. You know, like jumping across, like yeah. the, you know, he goes through that little. Listen, but <laughs> maybe that's why, like, the voice is off because the voice, in comparison to what you get on, like the actual visual um, and the design of Mario, he speaks as an. Uh, he sounds like an older character. Yeah, you know what it I mean, just doesn't like, fit right. The mustache it's, and everything like that. It's like, hey, listen, we know you to be a plumber, bro. Like, you don't really sound like a seasoned plumber here and, you know and that's the so, thing right um, it's like do you do like do you do the the bob hoskins the captain lou Obano kind of like do you do that mario the oh i'm here kids so uh, yeah uh, let's go let's dance and it's like maybe we would have maybe we would have rather have that like in the in the movie maybe that could have worked but chris but Pratt, you see but this is the thing with uh, with um that kind of character because in the video games um uh he doesn't really have a script yeah you know he's just, it's always yeah. it, it's always <laughs> exactly it's always the characters around him that really are you know the ones talking and making everything go in terms of story and you know a narrative um he's just the one getting shit done you know he's getting from point a to point b you know what i mean yes but, quite, um, yes uh, like, that's exactly so, it. Yeah. so you don't really imagine um what his voice sounds like until they tell you hey this is what he looks like. He's supposed to be this like Italian plumber. And they specifically <laughs> say that in the nineties. So, you know, you know, like that's what a lot of people envisioned him to be in the nineties. And that's what we got. We, yeah. we got that in the animated series, yes. as we just said before. Right. Yes. And we got that as well in the actual movie, you know, yeah. with John Leguizamo as Luigi for God's sake. You know? so, Way back um, when. Yeah. So, you know, it's tough. You know, it's not a knock on Pratt because, you know, it's that's his. No, no. Let me let me say that hired for it. Let me say that, though. It is kind of his knock too. like, you know, because (laughs) he yes, I get what you're saying, Arturo. He did get hired for it. It wasn't it wasn't his choice to be picked for it, but it was his choice to accept and do the movie and perform. Yeah. Right. So that being said, like what kind of voice you know, we, do you think would have been okay for him to do? You know, we need like, like, with like Ed- is he gonna uh, come on board with some like you know Fugazi Italian kind of thing? You I, know? <laughs> that was the other thing, right? It's like we don't want to hear a cartoonish accent, like Italian accent, for ninety minutes. So I get, I get that's why they chose just somebody, right? But we need, yeah. the, we need that energy. And it was nowhere in the trailer, so I hope you're right. I hope this is something that, like, maybe in the full movie, you know, by the end you know of what? it, he's, like, full Mario, and he's like, wahoo, yahoo! You know what, though, Tex? You pinpointed it very well. Um, accent aside, you know, and uh, and cadence and all that aside, um, 
there was no energy. There's like no energy. when he was on like on screen, the energy came from the action around him. It wasn't really, you know, his inflection or the way he actually, you know, uh, vocalized a certain scene um, because of, of, of an action scene. Yes. No, it, it, there was nothing really there. So Dude, that's a great point. And it sucks too. Cause I know Pratt can do voiceover work. Cause he's done uh, like the, uh, he was Emmett in the Lego movies and stuff like that. So he, he has, Oh, okay. He, yeah. He has that, talent in him there but it's just maybe he's just too comfortable being like uh i'm just a plain action everyday man now and now it's like oh <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna be a, a plumber for today yeah plumber voice yeah and in that case <laughs> i would have loved the albato fucking i would have loved that voice and the, let's go <laughs> just, yeah I would have loved a plumber's like, Give voice. me some Danny DeVito. You know? Yes. <laughs> so, so speaking of Pratt, right, this brings us to our final of our coming attractions, this huge list. Uh, Marvel, you know, they, they showed off quite a bit, you know, but not a lot. They were very smart. Marvel was like, here's, here's an Ant-Man reel to tell you about Ant-Man again. It was just looking good. But the big thing was Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume mm-hmm. 3 confirmed for release next year, has a date and everything. We got the first trailer for it. I have no idea what's going on, but I am into it. I am interested, even more so after the holiday special, right? What What are you thinking? Yeah. Yeah, we spoke about it uh, in our last episode uh, about what, what was going to happen with mm-hmm. Volume 3. We had no clue when it was coming out, when what part of the phase they were stuck to. But here... Pretty much after we finished recording last week's episode, I know, we just, you know, terrible timing. You know, yeah, we just got it. You know, we were like, "Oh, we got our answer. Here we go." All right. So, but yeah, <laughs> excuse me. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, sex. It is falling right in line, pretty much in the beginning of phase five. Um, it's coming out sooner than honestly anyone expected. I thought that would be at least a late kind of twenty three movie, right. but we're getting it right before summertime. Um, and um, it like as you mentioned after the whole Christmas special, I am totally down. Yeah. Um, and it, it looks like the stakes are a little higher. Um, it does look like you know some people going to die. This man. is it, right? Like this um, is this yeah, is the big send off yeah. because James Gunn is literally going to be working for DC. He will never. He will likely never do another Marvel movie again. So like. This is going to be it. Like, we'll probably get another Guardians, but, you know, it's going to be different. Different team, probably. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, people people are probably going to die. You know, there's there are yeah. some... there, But at the same time, there are some shots in this trailer that look like they're bonding with, like, this new Gamora, right? Like, not only is this new yes. Gamora back Great in the picture, point. but there's, like, a... There looks to be, like, a prison breakout scene where they're all working together. So it's like, oh, maybe that's where they, like, reconnect with Gamora or something. You know A I mean? lot of uh, um, scenes without Peter Quill in them as well. Remember what I said in the last episode? I yeah. wouldn't mind seeing uh, a Guardians led by Zoe's, uh, by Zoe Saldana and, uh, and her Gamora. This version of Gamora, you know, yeah. Um, and um, uh, and speaking of James Gunn, actually, just real quick before we get off this whole, you know, Guardians thing, um, you know, his whole thing in DC now, right? Like he's going in DC, and now because he's the big honcho, he's over there just striking shit out of the way. Um, yeah. And uh, one of the casualties was Wonder Woman three. They were like, you know what? This doesn't fit with our big picture. So that being said, real quick. 
um, that means they have a big picture. Yeah. So funny enough with that, though, uh, even after that report came out, like right before we started recording, I didn't get to mention to you, Arturo, James Gunn responded to that story that came out about Wonder Ooh. Woman 3 not not being a thing. He straight up said, he goes, there are some things that aren't true in that, but there might be some things that are true. But what is true isn't really known yet because they themselves don't really know the future of some things. So while Wonder Woman mm. 3 probably won't happen, it also might, like, might. So it's not necessarily like a complete, like, he. It just might mean that, hey, why recast Wonder Woman when you have Gal Gadot? And that's right there, probably right? what he's thinking. He, the, if you're, yeah. it's the same thing with Henry Cavill, right? We were talking about the, the clean slate, and, you know, it's like, you can clean slate it. Yes, we want that. But at the same time, you have these actors already who are good at it. You know, it's like Gal Gadot yes. is a good Wonder Woman. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I'm like at this point, right? It's why? We said it here before. And you know what, though? That's a great point. These kind of characters that Snyder created do work in the James Gunn and crazy universes that he's created before. Yes. So it, it, it wouldn't be a surprise for him to just grab these characters and just – you know, brighten them up a little bit because that's what he does. Because James Gunn kind of reminds me of a, um, a brighter Zack Snyder a little bit because he he does lean towards the action and the violence and all that stuff. But he does like his colors, you know. So I am hoping um, um, that uh, he does uh, brighten up that whole D- a DC universe. And I am hoping he does uh, send off uh, the Guardians in a, a, um, a, in a very great way um, because as we mentioned before – they are focusing a lot on the supporting cast and on the actual yeah, team itself without yeah. Peter Quill. So it's going to be and probably an inevitability where he's going to have to sacrifice himself because that's what Peter Quill does, you and, know, and that's as the, we said last time. That's exactly the thing. It's like, who are we losing out of this, right? It's like, who are the big ticket names that won't be around when James Gunn isn't around, right? It's like, are we going to lose yep. Bradley Cooper? Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like, why would why would Bradley Cooper stick around? You know, like it, it's are we losing? But you know what, though? That's an easy paycheck for Bradley Cooper, it's though. It's 100%, you know? right? It's the same thing I could say for Dave Bautista, right? Where it's like, Dave Bautista loves James Gunn so much that it's like, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in a DC thing next, right? But at the same time, I'm like, stick with, stick with the money. You're good. <laughs> hey, man. You made Drax a freaking household name, dude. And like, no one knew the hell Drax was dude, until Batista freaking got made up all in it, you know? And yeah, and that's the thing, too, right? It's like, imagine Dave Batista in something James Gunn DC, right? Like, you can give him any random DC character. He could probably kill that, too. So it's like, give him, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like a dude off the top of my head. Like, give him like Captain Adam or something. Like, give him like, um, <laughs> or like, uh, who's Yeah, like, give him Killer Croc, you know what yes, I mean? It's the same kind of yes, makeup, you there know? We go. Like, give him Killer Croc or give him Clayface <laughs> or something like that, you oh, know? Yo. Uh, give him somebody with substance because those DC characters have substance. So. That's the good one. Give him Clayface or Bane. He's talked about wanting to do Bane, but I kind of want like a Latino dude to do Bane. So let's just, yeah. Yeah, because Bane's Mexican, bro. Yeah, so, <laughs> but, but yeah, moving off of Volume 3, like James Gunn has, yeah. James Gunn has a bright future. Volume 3 looks interesting, right? So it's like, yeah, Listen, why not? I just hope everything works out and I hope everything actually falls in line with the phase and it's not like, 
just um an ending point that right, doesn't mean anything right you know just I mean? just because it's the that's en- what I ending hoping. of a trilogy right like okay i yeah i 100 exactly. that being it. said yes. folks go check out all those trailers we got from brazil comic-con and and next up we have another double feature for you guys um and first up in our double feature here we have violent night the brand new christmas outing with uh, david harbour playing uh good old santa claus yeah um and tex um What'd you think about this? Uh, I had some fun with this one. I thought it was a little long, yeah. but I had fun. Yeah, so spoiler-free, before we get into it, if you're still interested in checking it out over the holidays, uh, it is a it is a wait for it in our scale, or pay for it, wait for it, stay away from it. It is a wait for it in terms of, like, watching at home on, like, when it comes out on VOD, watching at home on Christmas. If it's not, if it's not out on the holidays, but, like, you know, like, that's a wasted opportunity, right? You're like, <laughs> what? I what's sh- the point then, yeah, right? I should be able to go to Amazon <laughs> and pay to rent Violet Night on Christmas Day, you know? So, like, go, you know, wait, wait to see it. If not, wait to see it next year, honestly. Uh, you know, you won't want to really watch it outside of this Christmas stuff. And even then, it's like, okay, yeah, let's get into it, Arturo, because I, you know, yeah, I had fun, yeah, yeah. but so it, just, it was. Um, it's a way for it as yeah. well. It's a way for it. Uh, I'm not going to say stay away from it because it has, it has some redeeming qualities, but it is a total way for it. Don't, you know, yeah. don't go out searching for it. If it's not easily accessible, you know, you can wait until it is. Right. <laughs> Right, and that being said, let's spoil the shit out of this thing. Yeah, let's, right? let's get um, into spoilers. First back. off, yeah, yeah. Uh, first off, uh, Mr. David Harbor, um, aka Hopper, pretty much a Hopper Santa Claus, is what we got on. Like, yeah, like in this one, like, it was just uh, a very brooding, very down on his luck, depressed I, Santa Claus. He's he's he, he hates the children these days and their technology, and uh, you know, asking for money and iPads and all that junk yeah it's it's that same like it's a santa story that has been done before you know it, it's you know the down and out santa who's like tired of the holiday gets inspired by like a, a little kid's interest in it you know but like the the whole trick here is that it's just more violent but at the same time there's there's a lot of like there's a lot of cheesy stuff in here there's a lot of good, like, it, it, it's on purpose. You know, there's a lot of holiday spirit in this movie, too, which is, it's welcome, mm-hmm. right? It's, you know, those those moments yeah. don't don't yes. always hit when they do, you know, because there's a lot of, fa- there's a family story that doesn't really work, you know, and, like, the first, like, 15, 20 <sighs> yeah. minutes before the action started, I was kind of... I was already kind of tuning out. I got to be honest. I was, yeah. I was like, I was wow. Like, Damn, I should is... have gotten popcorn. This is going to be a cool <laughs> yeah. one. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I was, like, I was like, man, should I have gone to the bathroom? Yeah, no, or like, text. Yeah. Um, I agree. I agree. It, it started off slow. Um, and it does have a lot of slow moments in it, man. It drags. It's uh, it's, it's almost two hours. It has a lot of scenes that I really don't care for. Um, um, and, and that's the main problem with this movie, right? That you have all the Santa Claus stuff, that shit works. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right? Like every, all the every, all the actual yes. like the the actual Christmas shit, right? Like like the main point 100%, of the movie, right? 100%. The seasonal holiday Christmas action flick. That shit works. 100%. Right? It works 
1000%, you know, um, uh, it, it reminds me of like a 90s flick, right? Where the Santa, like, you know, is just in the bar hanging out down on his log. And, and, and the Christmas stuff really works because like it, it just, they hit the right notes, as you mentioned, Tex. And on top of that, it's a shame because if edited properly, you could have worked around this whole family like issue, the actual conflict th- that brings him into that brings Santa into the actual fold, right? Right. Um, it's when the little girl is calling him and stuff like that. Like you could have made that work without having all this fucking yeah, stuff. Yeah, and it inside, sucks bro. too because like you're so right. The stuff with Christmas stuff, it's so it it's well done. Like the little girl, like her talking to him through the walkie-talkie, such like a '90s vibe kind of, and that's such a yes. kid adventure Christmas movie kind of thing, right? And like. And even the bad guys, you have John Leguizamo calling himself Scrooge. And, like, through the movie, I was into the whole gimmick of, like, him naming all the, like, all his, uh, like, all his henchmen as, like, Christmas people. Them pointing out that that's yeah. kind of weird. But he's like, whatever. It's Christmas. Yeah. I don't care. And for me, that it, that's enough of, like, a oh, this is a fun movie villain kind of thing. Who cares? Let's just play into it, right? But then, yes. then it keeps going. Right, it's like it, it goes to the end where there's like a one-on-one fight between him and like Wazamo, and you're like, oh man, this has gone on for so long. I mean, you get the you, <laughs> yeah, you get the creative chimney kill, which is super neat, right? Because he like explodes, yes. and he only gets like the torso out at the end. But at the same time, it's like it took us so long to get there. But listen, um, but the- <laughs> there was a better, shorter movie in this movie. Yeah. Um, um, especially when the little girl gets in the attic and she's doing the Home Alone stuff. So, like, it's like, like you know, this R-rated homage to Home Alone yeah, where cause, cause you know, it's th- like these in- kills are just being, like, you know, yeah, it's it's realistic. They're, they're you know they're getting stabbed. They're getting hit really hard. They're she, bruising. They're bleeding. That little girl awesome. killed a guy. You know, she doesn't know it, but she straight up killed the dude. Right. Like because that's you know, right when that bowling ball hit the guy with the nail, right? Dude, um, and, yeah, that like, was good. And that's the that was fun. That's the fun stuff. Like this is that's the also the the fun stuff about Violent Night. It, it does live up to its name. Thankfully, right? It's not just packaging of like, oh, Santa's going to be beating up guys. No, like, there's some good brutality in this movie. There's some good Christmas brutality, too. Like, so it has that fun little spin of like, like the guy getting stabbed with the Christmas star only for him to light it. Yeah. And then react to the guy burning. And he's like, whew. (laughs) And that legit made me laugh. Like, I was like, Harbor reacting to that. Uh, there was like that first awkward fight he has with the dude, right? Like, or where he meets the, the first dude, he like throws, he falls out the window, and it's kind of like, uh, he's figuring himself oh, out. Oh, yeah, the guy yeah. falls on the ice, right? Yeah, the big icicle, right? Yeah. And, yeah. And so, like, what'd you think of the action s- sequences? Because I was really into um, it. Dude. I was down. Yeah, I was down with the action. Like I mentioned, the action stuff was good. Like you could have definitely um, inserted that. You know, you could have kept all that cool, violent stuff in there um, and just edited a lot. Like I said, edited out a lot of the whole family back and yeah, forth. Yeah, because it just didn't No work. one cares yeah. that the son was going to run off with the money anyway. Yeah. Who gives a shit? At the end of the day, it's like, okay, as you see, like, you know, what matters is, you know, Santa and you guys not burning the money as you as you saw burning the money didn't do anything yeah. it was hilarious burning the money the, did nothing the, the, the whole yes. the whole thing was burn 
no, yeah, the, the whole thing was believing in Santa, which you know, is, like an elf. Which you know? is super funny. <laughs> like, and that's the stuff that, like, weirdly, right? Like, they they are saying that they're working on, like, a sequel or they're thinking about a sequel. But I, like, what? no, no. <laughs> But let me pitch this to you, Arturo. I kind of want a. Okay. I kind of want a prequel. I I kind of want to see David Harbor in like a Viking movie, you know? Because yes. the the coolest you know what? the coolest part about Violent Night is I'll take it is when you know there it is a slow ass moment, but he's he's talking to the little girl about his past with like Skull Crusher, whatever his hammer is. But he was like a yeah, Viking. His, his hammer, Skull Crusher. Yeah, he was a Viking who gets Santa powers and like. That's kind of a movie I'd want to see. You know, like I want to see David yes. Harbour, like because we get one look at him, right? Like, and he's like bloodied up and like in the like in the Viking helmet and stuff, and it's like I want that. <laughs> and it's wild too because that that aside is its own little movie inside this movie, right? Yes. This is what I'm saying. Like there yes. is something here that could have been edited properly and just made into that movie. You know? Yes. Um. Uh. As mentioned before, all the violent parts work. Um, it is a fun movie, but it is a little too long for my tastes, um, especially with all the violence in there. Because like, like after a while, it's just like, okay, let's go. Yeah, I get it. You know, we're gonna you know be a gimmick about this yes, thing, especially he, when he gets the hammer. You know, but like when he gets the hammer, it is fun. I'm not gonna lie about that either. I did have fun because it's creative. John Wick kills. You know, it's like um, yeah, you get the yeah, hammer stuff. True. You get the ice skate. You get the like. Um, I forget what else he did. Oh, the, the grenade where he's like, oh, I have to watch this one. And it's like, oh. It's like, I have to watch that one. Yeah. Yeah. And no, no. Listen, like, this is all true. Like, yes. All, all the, yes. Like I said, all the action stuff works, man. But like, you're in it for about what? Just shy of two hours with this thing. Yeah. Word. Right? And how and much of the. As you yes, mentioned. Yes. When you get to the end, right? There's this little chase scene that happens that, ha- that takes a little too long. And then the fight with John Leguizamo takes a little too long. Because I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Like, why don't you have like superpowers? Yeah. And it's like, like, what's going how on over this here? this guy you know? fighting <laughs> on equal ground with Santa, right? And But it's like, well, oh Sa- Santa took a lot of lumps. So he's like, okay, he's weakened enough to be like, you know. But. You know, it's it's one of those yeah. things, right? Again. Where like don't you know, don't expect too much, but also, you know, it is a good ish time, right? For what it is. I, I think it is, like, yeah, yeah. Like this one you can actually judge by its cover, right? <laughs> like, if you look yeah. at the cover, you see Violent Knight, you see David Harbour as Santa with a freaking candy cane in his mouth and like an explosion in the back. You're like, you know what? All right, cool. I'll watch it. It legit, it legit resembles a '90s, like a '90s movie. And you know what? It's, it's what it is. It's fun, you know. But it's. I wish they would have. Re- I wish they would have released it on demand. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, is, I don't think it's worthy of a theatrical release. Yeah. To be honest with you, agreed. Um, and as you mentioned, Tex, if this is not available for the Christmas holiday in a couple of weeks, um, like, what's the point? What, what is the <laughs> you point? Know what I mean, what's the whole point? And like, you know, I'm I'm down for. I know Hellboy didn't work out for him, but I'm down for like David Harbor action movies. You know what I mean? Because after Stranger Things, he's gonna want to do something else, right? He's doing this stuff with Marvel, so it's like. Why not give him, you know, uh, give him yeah. these, these kind of. I like them as Hellboy. Yeah, me. Yeah, I. 
it was the movie that was bad, and it's not. It's it not was the overall movie. package. Yeah, it was bad. But him as Hellboy you, with the makeup and everything, yeah, you, like after you got over his look, yes, you know, on his yeah. face, you're like, oh, because it, it, it works. Like it's very intimidating that look he has with, with the eyes and everything. Um, it works. I I I enjoyed his um. Because it, it's tough to top Ron Perlman in that. You it know really I mean? is. Um, because it's unfair. Ron Perlman, by yeah. the way, who was like like a freaking like uh, a theatrically trained you know actor. You know this guy who did English theater for God's sake. So his voice for sure is one thousand percent worked on. You know more than David Harbour, I can say. You know with all due respect. You know, but it, it, it's hard to top that. And I think with Hellboy, we got a good character there from Harbor. And this is what we get with Santa here. Um, yeah, just like watch a, it for Santa. Yeah, right? Watch yeah a, right? Just watch it for Santa. You know, <laughs> like I, I kind of want to see these these blue collar action hero movies from David Harbor. You know, like, yeah, I kind of want to see like let's let's get yeah, you another one. Let's let's make you like I'm down. Just, 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 uh, have them be like, you know, you remember that that time when uh Bell Gibson was like just the regular kind of, you know, the dad, you know, remember Ransom? Yeah. He was like, oh, yeah, he's just a regular there father of you. I want David Harbour movies like that. Yeah, you know? yes. Just make him <laughs> – The movies that, that that Bruce Willis did, ML Gibson did Yes, in the, the, the movies where they got away with just being a regular dude in action, right? It's like give, yep. give us the movies for us, right? Of just the regular regular dudes watching these movies, right? I'll take that. Give- and it's great because he takes off his shirt. He has all these Viking tattoos. And, and I'm like, you look like a regular guy. I love it. You're not like all fucking thawed out. Yes, you know? and that's <laughs> why – <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like I'm down for these these everyday working action hero kind of movies. Uh, give us more of these, David Harbour. Good luck to that. I, I, I yeah, I think uh, awesome. Yeah, so let's let's uh, let's yes. end this. Go watch like, yeah. that when it comes out on videos, <laughs> and go watch this one, folks. Uh, next up and headlining our double feature for today is uh, Tim Burton's and Netflix's Wednesday. Yes, um, uh, a good a good old time. Um, had by all on this one, in my opinion. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and so did my kid and my wife um, and my son. He was he, he didn't want any part of this one, but uh, he was like, "This is boring." But he's you know. But you know what? Though? So, anyways, no, I had fun with this one. So, Tex. in his defense, in your son's defense, I think okay, yeah. it's so it is definitely like a pay for it in the Netflix sense of like if you have Netflix, go check it out, right? But like. I argue that that first episode, dude, the one notably directed by Tim Burton, was the worst one. Because I, by the end of that first, episode, oh no, yeah, I, I was like, wow, Listen. this this thing drags. I was like, this isn't gonna be good. I'm like, Jenna Ortega's Listen, fine. I <laughs> had to, I had to rewatch the first one because I passed out wow, halfway yeah, in, that's, and that's my kid Burton, was like, yeah. she was like, Daddy, you have to, you know, uh, watch it because it ends up pretty well. I'm like, okay, all right. So I did, and I'm like, okay, cool. So then we got into it, and it gets better. It's one of those it's, shows that yeah. at least the quality of the uh, of the story. And the quality of the storytelling um, and uh, and the characters themselves, they just you know they just developed and got way yeah, better it, as it, the it show went along. Literally up. gets better at episode two. Like that's what I'm saying. I blame Tim Burton as like you know <laughs> he like literally went, he directed episode two as well. Did he? Oh like, man! I, I think he, the, I think he directed the first two or three episodes. After goes, that, it was like there you know, goes that ap- there goes that argument because like it, it literally <laughs> like it literally starts getting better like. 
it's, you know, so Jenna Ortega, she's Wednesday in this universe where she's now old enough to attend a school. She's been kicked out of a bunch of her other schools because she's Wednesday, of course, right? But yeah, but now she great, yeah. now she's at the the school for a bunch of other kids who are like her, like the other the the other weirdo yes. Adams family level kids, the outcasts, yes, right? Yes, and in the Nevermore Academy. Yes, and you know it's it's weird because you know looking at it you know from afar when we talked about it before, right? You you and I were like, well, it's going to be a teenage girl high school thing, and we we're like, well, we'll see if we can watch this and enjoy it for what it is, right? And I think so. Mm-hmm. I, I had like I don't have yes. kids, but I was like into it, dude. I I definitely enjoyed it thoroughly. Um it reminded me of my watchings of um my, my watchings, my viewings of uh, Stargirl, right? right? Like it had the yes. same kind of quality where it, you know, you, you had this cast that was, you know, it was a young cast, but then you had adults also mixed in supporting cast as well, just helping out. Um, it had the same vibes, man. I can definitely dig this as like, you know, I'm not going to say a CW show because when you say that, people think it's, uh, you know, there's a quality factor you right. know, attached to that. But um, it's definitely something, um, you know, legit um, a high school kids show or a preteen show, whatever. But it has that vibe and it's easily digestible um after that first episode because i think the first episode had a lot of pressure in it because yeah you know we know because we're you know the crowd the audience the viewers whatever you want to call them we are well aware of the adams family and the lore right. behind them and stuff like Great that point. so we wanted to see we're like yo wait a minute tim burton is doing adams family everyone thought oh right. johnny depp's gonna be in it right. this is gonna happen that's gonna happen everyone had this perception of how it was gonna look and honestly like this is it has its Tim Burton stuff in it, but I'm really glad that it's not so Tim Burton-y. Yes, you know what I mean? It's its um, own uh, thing, right? It's, like, it, it, yes. Yes. Like, 100% agree, like, and I'm very happy about that because I, I – the, the first episode does a lot of Tim Burton stuff. Um, it has a lot of shots that he does all the time, a lot of close-ups. Um, he does he – does, these close-ups on everyone yeah, um and yeah. it's just his thing like if you go back to like all his stuff that's just a thing he does um so like he i think wanted to impress um along with making sure it didn't totally suck this is probably why it was a little slow you know because it wasn't terrible like it was a good first impression i enjoyed wednesday i enjoyed pugsley i enjoyed um gomez and morticia i liked the characters he made sure that at least yeah. in the first episode you got the main cast and you got the main players and you understood who they were and i think he did a good job with that um but as you mentioned it did get better after the first yeah, one for sure and honestly hands down across the board i don't think i was like disappointed by like a single casting and this includes like the end no. like this includes all the extra characters too that we've never met you know like mm-hmm. the nevermore kids i liked all of them i don't think i you know yeah i don't think really one stuck out to me as like particularly awful or like you know like because they were hanging with jenna ortega and that's the thing right it's like you have such a you have such a star who's like like such a higher level than the rest of the cast like by far unlike her sister in scream (laughs) as we've as we brought up many times and we will continue to do so throughout the rest of the year right so like (laughs) So Jenna Ortega is having like such an incredible year in horror alone, not to mention like everything else she's doing, right? On uh, that's outside the yeah, world of horror. Christ, but yeah. like you have such a 
good actress in the center, the rest of it can fall apart, right? Because it's like, oh, you're going to anchor it all on her, obviously. But no, like, thankfully, she is, like, the Nevermore kids keep up with her. You know, there's never, like, a, a weird yeah. performance or, like, someone that sounds a little off. Yeah. Even some of them are I like, do. Yeah, uh, but, but – uh, no, 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 not finished. I'm sorry. No, no. Uh, as I say, like, uh, even the, some of the more awkward ones are like super cute. Like the, the beekeeping kid. I forget his name, but like he's, he's <sighs> a cute little character. Eugene, yes. Right? Like yeah. he's a cute kid. Like it, it just all works. So what, what do you think? Yeah. Like, um, uh, I am really glad that that does all work. I am also really happy that, uh, they did a good job of making sure that Wednesday isn't completely likable. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. Like sh- she has these annoying moments where she, you know, because she's her, you know, she's just being Wednesday doing Wednesday shit. You know, you're like, come on, dude, stop being so fucking yeah, Wednesday. Stop about being, it, you know? and, and, so, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I am glad that um she does have those moments because it does um it, it it works for the show. Having her as a fallible character works. You know what yes. I mean? Because like, not everything is gonna work all the time, like in the cartoons. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I like that she fails sometimes, and she's wrong a lot of the times. You know what I mean? And then it takes her time to figure shit out. So I do like that aspect of it that they made her into a very, you know, grounded character in, in the sense of like, hey, she's gonna get shit wrong because she is sixteen in the show. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, she doesn't blink. You know, at the same time, there are like they really made sure to do <laughs> the still Wednesday. Yeah, at the yeah. like, it, it's so cool too because that's in the rest of the show. Like, um, you got some like orchestral Metallica in there of like the the nothing else matters, yes. which was super Dude, neat with the cello. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this is neat. yeah, that you was the, good. You had the painted black with the cello in the first episode, which was like, oh, this is cool, yep. you know, and and then you had a. Uh, uh, what's uh, Gwendolyn Christie? I believe is her name. Uh, of the the principal, yes, it is. Who is like you know, Principal Weems? Yeah, she, yeah. She's tur- turning out like a super good performance here, and like, um, yeah, she's great. She's having a good time, right? Like being in this Tim Burton world, you can tell. You, Christina, yeah, yeah, she's really great, and I love her character too. She's so like just just so picturesque in every scene you know she has to like have a pose and all that stuff it's it's very i was out i was reading an article with my wife which said that uh she specifically said that this was the first show the first occasion that, that she really felt like beautiful because everything else yeah. she was in game of thrones yeah. and in um in star wars as captain fast you never really you know absorbed Gwendolyn christie as you do in this oh, one yeah and this- i'm really happy for her because um because you you see her character her face you see her shine you see her actually do good you acting work you which see her height you know, too which um, is like there are a lot of camera uh, shots that are like she's, to she's make sure yeah to, to woman, make yes. sure to point out that she's taller than everybody so it's like cool like and that yes. works in this world of the of the outcasts yes. too. like like her being a shapeshifter on top of that um uh aside from that i should say um her height works in terms of just having this presence right even though um you know they're all deemed outcasts, right? Like she's, she has this presence of principal Williams and she's this tall, you know, a statuesque person that like, you know, commands like the screen, which is awesome. And you know what else I actually really dug? Like even in the world of outcasts, like Wednesday is an outcast, you know? Like I love that. Even um, like, even in nevermore, the atoms are still like, Oh, the atoms. You know what I mean? Like Like, they're still the weird ones, which is so great, which means, which, you know, which brings, uh, you know like it brings warmth to my heart which kind of shines how weird and how you know you know how 
um, I don't know what the proper word for it is, but how much they embrace the gothic horror of everything in that family. Even still, I, you know, right? It, it really, yes, it really shines a light on that, right? How weird they are and how different they are from everyone else, as even in the outcast school, you know. Yes, like, uh, like especially this time, you have a, a good Gomez and Morticia. We we talked about this before when we heard about the casting, but we were like, that that's a good pair. Like, you know, Catherine Zeta Jones, great Morticia. Like, there's there's yeah. one scene in particular that yep. I really love where, you know, um, Winsy's digging up the grave. And, you know, and instead of being like, oh, no, I don't want to dirty my hands. She does the mother thing of like, oh, I just want you. You look like you're having too much fun and I'll let you have all the fun. Yeah, exactly. But then she does the, the quick glance at her nails and it's like, oh, good Morticia. You know what I mean? And like. Then you have, yeah, have Luis yeah. Guzman, who has never once disappointed me in anything he's ever been in. Like, even when he does, like, serious roles and, like, all that stuff, like, he... Just a good dude, right? And he's a good yeah, Gomez. He's so subtle <laughs> yeah. with his Gomez. Yeah. Like, he's very subtle in his Gomez ways. It's these, like, little, like... You know, like under his breath, one-liners. You know, yes. like, he, he's always kind of giving... When him and Morticia were rejoined in the... In, in the jail cell, like after everything was uh, <laughs> yeah. was found out, he was like, "Oh, even as a um, you're even more a, a gorgeous as an innocent woman." Yes, <laughs> you know, like, it's, a, it's stuff like it's, it's lines like that. It's that hours that are just like so good for him. Yeah, like all these little names for uh, all these little nicknames for uh, Wednesday. Like he he calls her like uh, like my little um, oh, I forget, but he's like my little murderer or stuff like that. Like he he gives her a bunch of these cute little nicknames and like it's just you know it's good to see that right. And then Pugsley even Pugsley gets yeah. some like little moments to shine. Good little Pugsley kid, you know. And like yeah, oh um. You know, one character that I kind of didn't like was Uncle Fester. Man, I thought it was a um, shame, right? I, yeah. I, I know. I really thought I was gonna like because it's Fred Armisen. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna love this. It's Fred Armisen. Fester. It's Fester. It's like I, you know, can't wait, right? But I, I didn't like. I didn't like this version of Uncle Fester. I thought he was a hindrance to the show. I thought he was unnecessary. That was part of like, you know, the, the, that was the one thing about this show that it, it, it felt like. Uh, um, some of the stuff, especially that with Fester, was like very fluff episode of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, hey, we're not on TV right now. Let's cut this, you know, this ex this excess fluff here, you know, and, and keep it moving. Cause I don't really think he added anything to the yeah. whole, you know, to, to the whole thing. Completely agree because he also seemed like a season two kind of intro, but it's also like, I get it, right? Where it's like, if this is all you get, it's like, oh, well we want to make sure we get Fester in there. So it might've been a tough decision on that part, but like, you're so right. Cause when he's in there, he really serves no purpose. I, like he's, he's, Correct. he's there to like give her advice for like a bit, but that's also something Wednesday could have figured out on her own, which she had already been doing throughout, yeah. like throughout the episode already. Right. So it's like, you know, he's just an extra character who gets introduced in like the second to last episode or something like that, right? It's like it's already like yeah. two or three episodes for the end, so it's like it was deep in the season. You yeah, know? and and another character I wasn't really gelling with was Christina Ricci's teacher, who you know, who turned spoilers turns out to be the villain, and the villain itself. I was like, oh, this is kind of like that's when it gets into like the generic kind of teen 
horror stuff, you know, I'm like, oh, like, yeah, that's CW stuff, yeah, right? I was the whole Buffy stuff, yeah, right? The Joss Whedon of yeah, it all, right? I was feeling um. it, I was feeling the mystery, I was interested enough in like watching it unfold, but then when it actually finally does unfold, it's like some ghost, you know, colonial guy, and he's like, oh, uh, you know, I did like how brutal it got though with Richie, though, like, she stabbed Wednesday and she got her hand, she stabbed her hand on that thing and she stabbed her in the gut. So I did like how um, how the stakes are pretty high, you know, right. uh, when it came to the whole thing of it. Um, you know, she got freaking stabbed. She almost died. But yeah, um, th- with Richie, I do agree as well. Her character seemed a little off. I'm not right. sure if that was on purpose. Yeah. Um, I'm also not sure if it was the pressure of it all on her as well. That's true. Working too. with Burton. Yeah. Going back to the to the Adam stuff, you know, of working in the Wednesday show, the previous Wednesday, yeah, and like, you know, and it's good. So she must have had some kind of, you know, yeah, it, it's good. Butterflies in her stomach or that. Bad. Yeah, like I, I, I totally agree. Like it's good that they avoided making her like Morticia or something, because like imagining her yes. opposite of like Luis Guzman wouldn't have worked, you know. And it's like uh, you wouldn't, nah, you would, it'd be weird. Yeah, and so like. It's good that they avoided all that and they included her to like just to be like a fun little thing, paying tribute, right? Paying homage. But like, it's also like, uh, it's just a standard villain character. You know, it's like, yeah, you could have gotten anyone else to play that yeah. part, honestly. You know, it didn't have to be her. Yeah. Like, they grabbed her, I guess, just, you know, as like homage, tribute yeah, kind of exactly. stuff. exactly. Like, you know, fan service it's, stuff. It's not you like know? the principle where um, it's like she needed to be Gwendolyn Christie to be like to really stand out and be like, this is authority. Yeah. And this is like, this is who I be, you know? But it, with her, it's just like, oh, she's, she's the secret villain. And it's like, oh, you know, but. Yeah. So, yeah. You didn't okay. really so, fit yeah, in before. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was very cookie cutter at the yeah. end. Yeah. But, you know, um, that being said, though, overall, though, I think it was a good show. It's still a good cookie, right? Um, it was right? surprisingly solid. Yeah. Right? It, no, you said it's cookie cutter. So I yeah. said it, it's still a good cookie. You know, so it's like. Yeah. It's, it is still a good cookie. Yeah. A surprisingly good cookie, right? Because, yeah. you know. You, um, it, it had honestly, it had high expectations because of the name behind it, the two names behind right. it, Adams and Burton. You know what I mean? So, um, it wasn't like you were working with, um, you know, the Munsters and Rob Zombie here. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. So, um, it did have, um, it did have to kind of live up to a certain standard, and I, and I think it did, and it exceeded a little bit, um, and it did accomplish, um, uh in creating these new characters that, Hey, like we got invested in and we are interested in if they ever come back with yeah, the second season. I'll take season two. I'll watch it. I know who these characters yeah. are. I want to see what happens with Bianca and her mother in that cult. Right. Yeah. Like that's wild. Th- right. That's, so like, you're, so there's you're a, so right. there's a bunch of stuff on the side here. Yeah, uh, yeah. And your daughter enjoyed it and she's right in the pocket of this yes. audience. So that, that tells you everything yes, you need to exactly. know. Right. So yeah, like it, it looks like they did their job. It works. Good for Jenna Ortega. You know, it worked. You know, like she she had nothing but standout moments in the show. And like it's good. Yeah, she, she's a horror darling now, man. She is forever ingrained in horror yeah. now, from now and forever. Yeah, so and like you mentioned, she's had a great freaking year that began with screams and that ends with Wednesday. You know what I mean? Like, damn, in, in between like she was in um in X, yes, and she's done some other stuff in between there as well. Um, but she has been very um very noticeable this year, especially um here in the morgue, folks. 
um, and go back and check out all those episodes where we talk about Jenna Ortega and Austin. Oh, she was in the babysitter too, as well. Yes, right? That's where we first um, started. That's where we first saw yes. her. Yes, babysitter too, man. Um, what was the name of that? Killer, like kill, the subtitle Killer of that? Queen. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Killer go Queen. Go check yes, out those folks. movies. <laughs> you know, Killer Queen's not as good in retrospect as the first one, but like check them out. They're both like they're both fun movies. Right? Yeah, but check them out because you can tell from there that Jenna Ortega is there's something special with that. You know, like young woman, she has something uh, a presence in her because she even in that movie I had no clue who she was, but I was like, who is she? She looks familiar. She feels familiar. It was right there. You know, for the beginning felt big time yep. off the bat and just like um uh you know uh um what was her name from ready or not and from uh yes samara weaving yes a, a babysitter yes samara weaving they, again another actress who they, there was something you, about her so you're you're on a taylor joys who are like yep here you yep. are you're you know you're um uh, well, I know we're forgetting all the all the good actresses who popped out this way, but like uh, oh Florence Pugh, Florence right? Pugh, you got your Florence yes. Pugh. Your I, oh my goodness, now, you know, so much talent in horror. I love all it. All we need is like a Haley Steinfeld in horror, you know, because she she like she's also a breakout in Hawkeye and trans in Bumblebee and like all these other things. But let's make we, it happen, her, man. She needs she it. She needs a horror I think movie she'll to be like awesome give her that too. stamp of like young actress who like takes off and has a huge ass career so like so yeah make her a final girl somewhere you know yeah it's, it's the final she'll be good that way the final you know step. Um, yeah. yeah the final step folks and with that folks thank you so much for listening this has been episode 133 of the morgan official course feed podcast i am arturo padilla the guy beyond the face and with me always is mr nick valdez a big shout out and thank you goes out to del virus for the artwork big shout out goes to glenn Morowski for the music a big shout out goes out to you folks for listening thank you so much we have 132 of these things in our archive Go listen to them. Like, share, subscribe, comment. Go rate us as well. We are on YouTube, on Twitter Live, on Twitch Live, Facebook Live. You can catch all our more episodes um, at 420, dropping on uh, on um, what is it on Twitch as well. You can catch all the episodes on on YouTube as well. Just go on there. You can watch them with with any patience you want. Rewatch the movies. Go back and watch us. Let's chit-chat. Drop a comment on it. You know what I mean? Thank you so much again for listening. Um, and remember, folks, happy holidays. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and, and go out there. Go watch some movies. And always remember, it is a scary world out there, but we are here to walk you through it. Yeah.